Welcome to Had to Be There, the podcast that allows you to explore the world's greatest destinations through the stories of those who have been there. Here to ignite the wanderlust within, your host and favorite travel planner, Kelly Acevedo. Hello and welcome back to Had to Be There. This is episode 12 and it is part two of Deborah and Jack's Costa Rican elopement adventure. Just to recap quickly, in case you missed episode 11, uh, Deborah and Jack have been together for over a decade. They've traveled to over 20 different countries, uh, and Costa Rica is one that keeps calling them back. Uh, and on their most recent trip, They overheard another couple on the plane talking about how they were going to Costa Rica to get married, and they thought, hey, we could do that. Um, So I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to episode 11 um, and hear all about the last minute kind of preparations that they did and how they pulled this together really quickly once they landed in Costa Rica and the incredible elopement that they had at El Tigre Waterfalls in Monteverde. So let's jump right back in where we left off last week with Deborah and Jack. Uh, and then, then that was basically the official ceremony was just that part. And the rest of the day was ours. And we didn't really have anything planned. Uh, so we just kind of relaxed when we got back. We were tired, obviously, from, from the hike and you know cleaned ourselves up because we were covered in mud. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we were relaxing out on our balcony. Um, we had heard, we had seen in reviews that, um, the balcony, uh, it came very close to a tree and all the trees are kind of connected. And we had seen a lot of reviews of people that, um, uh, fed capuchin monkeys or the little white face monkeys. Um, mm-hmm. and they came directly to you and, and, and again, we've done this before. We'd been on a boat where capuchins came onto the boat and, and they were all over my shoulders and feeding them. So neither of us have a fear uh, right. of any case. So I was, I was excited. I wanted to see them. And was that the first time we saw them? It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and, it, and, and at first we're sitting out there and, you know, we're, we're, we have our cameras with us cause we're, we're ready and we're like, yeah, there's, there's nobody, there's nobody coming. There's nobody coming well, there's some birds. Let's take some pictures of birds and, you know, just relaxing. And then two little monkeys came to, to join us and we were like, oh, look how cute they are. <laughs> and then we heard the others oh, no. and, and the two little <laughs> cute ones suddenly got terrified. That was how we knew it was coming because the two little ones, I think we did have, a, I don't know if we had a banana or we had banana we, bread at that we point. Ha- we had banana bread. I think we had banana bread and uh, we fed them what we had and, you know, they were grabbing at them and whatever, and, and they weren't coming close to us. We kind of had to stay a little bit far away for them to, cause they were clearly very fearful. Right. Um, but all of a sudden it's like, they seemed to turn and they ran and we're like, we- what? And you could see, you could hear them in the distance, the trees rum, rustling in the distance, and you could then see them coming. And I was like, um, there's a lot of movement happening down there. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and at first we stayed on the balcony because we we're like, this is amazing. I want to see all these monkeys. But 
there was one in particular. He was a big guy, clearly the leader, um, or at least, you know, everyone was afraid of him. And he came and ate everything. Like he mm. wouldn't let anyone touch anything else. Uh, and everyone was kind of afraid of him. But at that point, there was maybe 10 monkeys kind of on the balcony and, and on the little awning. Um, but then they started getting a little more aggressive. You kind of got this intimidating, like, um, we should probably move the cameras inside because I don't want oh them God. grabbing anything. Yeah. And they were like, maybe we should move ourselves inside. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to do it quickly because you kind of got the sense that they would follow you if if you left the door open. So oh my God. we went in and we shut the door and then we're like, um, they're on the roof. <gasps> there are other doors open because there's no air conditioning in this in this house. So we had the doors open. So at, at one point there was a mad scramble where we literally ran across the entire house to oh try to God. close all of the windows and doors. <laughs> my heart is beating so fast right now. <laughs> and and oh while we're running around closing it, the monkeys on the balcony are now banging on the door on the glass. <laughs> there, yeah. And it was very much a, I can see you. I know you're in there. Yeah. I know you have food. Oh my God. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a little terrifying. And to add insult to injury, the roof um, was made out of a tin. So when they were climbing on the roof, they kept, it was, I think they were kind of having fun with it actually, because the roof was made in sections and they were climbing up and sliding down. Uh, so you could, hearing them climb and jump on the roof was very loud, like lots of banging. And then you'd hear slide. <laughs> um, Jack, do you want to explain the part about the windows at the top? So on the balcony, there's, there's a little, there's an awning to, to keep you in the shade, but above that there's, there's this big, you know, window um, that's, you know, so they were standing on the awning and putting, cupping their hands over their eyes and looking in oh at God. us. Um, <laughs> and then like smacking the glass. Uh, there was, there was, you know, and while all this is going on, there was a baby that decided they really liked jumping up and down. So they would be bouncing so, so while all these, while some of them are trying to break in, this one's just having the time of his life. <laughs> so it was, it was one of those, you know, scary kind of, oh, look how cute that one is. <laughs> but essentially we were trapped inside for, I would say a couple of hours, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and at one point we were like, okay, maybe it's not as bad as we think it is. And cause we have a little bit of, I feel like a little bit is, of food. Okay. Um, so we're like, okay, well, we'll open the door and throw out, throw out a bit of like, open it slightly. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'll hold my hand here. You press here as well. We'll open it. And as soon as we opened it a crack, the, the big one ran over and started pushing and, um, it was strong. Oh my God. It was a lot stronger than we were. Cause we both had to then lean into the door. Yeah. to close it and we're like okay we're not doing that again <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so it was i mean it's pretty funny we were laughing at the time too but we were essentially trapped inside the house for a couple of hours um, oh my god and uh, but eventually they they went away and they did come back the next day uh not as many but uh we'll we'll jump forward because there was still a bit more of the wedding day yes. but um the next morning we wake up 
and that picture window that I was talking about before, mm -hmm. um, in the, cause it gets, it gets foggy overnight. So all the glasses, you know, all, all the windows, sorry, get all, all hazy. There were handprints <laughs> oh my God. on, on the glass <laughs> <laughs> and spots where you could see, you could clearly tell they had again, wiped it and put their hands and cup their eyes to look in at us. Oh my God. That's so funny though. It I really know. was. It was very cute. That's wild. It was nuts. But I mean, obviously, and actually we had noticed the, the balcony doors in this house, there were actually two of them. And I think originally they were both supposed to open. Um, but one of them has been nailed shut so that only one door can open and they actually put a, a, a banister uh, to block it from ever opening. So I think at one point, and the owners actually did warn us, like that when, when you see the monkeys come close the doors, of course we didn't believe them. Um, but uh, now I, I can imagine that there had been many times uh, in previous years where the monkeys did get in and oh my God. it was, I mean, the, the main living space is huge with, I don't, I don't know how many foot ceilings that was, but it was, it was massive. Um, so I could only imagine how they would get them out. Like, I have no idea how they would get them out because right. if, they, if they found their way to the top, uh, where the, where the, um, uh, where the banisters were, like they, they could stay there forever. Like, I don't know. I don't know how they could get oh them out. But, so I have a feeling the owners have adjusted the balcony door so that I'm sure from happening. <laughs> Um, but it was an experience and eventually they did leave and, uh, and we were like, you know, maybe we should go have some dinner. The Had to Be There podcast is brought to you by Vacations by Kelly, where your host becomes your travel agent. As a proud affiliate of Academy Travel, Kelly specializes in Disney destinations and can help with all non-Disney excursions worldwide as well. When you book with Kelly, you're getting much more than a travel agent. You're getting a personalized concierge-level travel partner. And the best part? Her services are completely free. It's true. So when you're ready to make your next travel dream a reality, Vacations by Kelly is ready to make it happen. Visit hadtobethere.net slash vacations to get started. So we, we managed to get out and... You uh, made a break for it. We made a break for it. Right. And, <laughs> and our plan was... We didn't have any plans, but we were when we had arrived the, the day before, uh, the restaurant that was, is literally right outside of our, um, our house. Um, we had stopped there for a snack and we actually went there for, for breakfast one time, I think. Um, we had, uh, seen, they have a beautiful outdoor section where a lot of monkeys and birds, not monkeys, sorry, squirrels and birds, and we saw Kawadi, which we hadn't seen actually that close in all the times that we've been to Costa Rica. So we're like, oh, let's go have dinner there. It'd be great. Of course, we drive up and it's closed. And we're like, mm. oh, okay, well, fine, next time. Right across the street, there was another restaurant, a very large restaurant called El Bosque. Um, and we're like, oh, let's try it. They look like they're open. And they were, which is great. Um, and... <laughs> We ended up being the only patrons in the restaurant at this time. <laughs> and the the dining area was this very large room that was all very open, all wood. Um, and there was only two tables and we were one of the two. So it felt very like we were in a hall almost. It was it was kind <laughs> of weird. And we were joking to ourselves that this is our wedding reception because yeah. the entire night the music playing over the speakers 
was 90s like love songs. Oh. And we're like, this is this is kind of surreal. This is kind of, um, so it was a, it was fun to do that. We had a lovely meal, um, but we we discovered some things about the the restaurant while we were there. That this this actually opened in the eighties. It was a, a local couple who opened it, and it was the first restaurant in Monteverde to open. Um, and it's now being run by that couple, their couples, the sons who run it. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is lovely. And they sell family business. And um, it's very sparsely decorated. And there were a lot of mementos of the original uh, menus and the original cutlery and stuff that they have. And they had these beautiful paintings on the wall as well um, that were on canvas. And they, they looked pretty. And I think one of them might have had a little sticker beside it that kind of looked like it could have been for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one in particular that was a close-up of um, like a Day of the Dead mask. Um, with the beautiful flowers and the kind mm-hmm. of skeleton. And uh, I was mesmerized by it. And I loved it. And I thought, I wonder if that's for sale. Um, so I asked and he said, yeah, you know, it's, and it was for pennies. I, I could tell you, um, wow. we're like, okay, we're getting this. This is going to be our wedding present to ourselves. <laughs> um, but then uh, when he brought it over to us, um, he told us the story behind it, which I'm going to let Jack tell the story because he tells it better. Um. So we had asked, you know, well, because there's no signature on it, you know, is this like someone local? Uh, and he's like, actually, um, my uncle who um, builds uh, buildings for the homeless, um, when he does that, when, he, when, he, when he's doing the buildings, he tries to employ people that are down on their luck. Uh, and so one of the people that he employs... Um, was this gentleman who they had finished this building, um, but they had nothing to decorate it with. So they decided, Hey, why don't we, you know, do some paintings. Um, and this, this gentleman, um, raised his hand and said, I've never done that, but I would be really interested in trying it. Um, so he bought him the art supplies and he just started painting and he, the beautiful, beautiful canvases. And so then he started using these to decorate all these places that he would that he would build, um, and then donate to to uh, you know people down on their luck. Um, but the artist um, has had a rough life, um, drugs, lost his family, mm. um, getting the time together. Um, but the reason he doesn't sign it is because he thinks if he signs it, they won't be worth anything because he's not worth anything. Oh. I, I know breaks our heart. heart. I, know. I, I know, I know, and <sighs> yeah, and so I mean, we're 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 almost in tears hearing this. And we we told him we're like please like please, please tell him that we love it that he's very talented and he's he really should sign his work. And he goes, oh, we've told him so many times. Like everybody mm. tells him, and he just you know. So I wish we knew his name. We don't know his name, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um. You know. Hopefully, one day he'll he'll believe that he's as talented as he is and he's definitely uh worth something worth a lot um that's amazing but uh but that uh that capped off our day what a great story (laughs) (laughs) lots of ups and downs here (laughs) oh yeah and that's just one day if you wanted to go through the trip we could tell you some stories (laughs) and i love that you were just like on the plane and happened to overhear this conversation and we're like, Hey, let's get married. Okay. Like, 
One and it the, just feels so on brand for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's one of the things we've learned in our travels is, like I said, we plan, re-research, and then we kind of throw it out the window if things change. I love that. We, we go, look, we want to see this, but if something happens, then we pivot and yeah. we see something else or we do something else. And we don't, we don't let ourselves get disappointed because, oh, it was raining that day or it was right. cloudy. So we couldn't see that. We were like, okay, well then we weren't meant to see that. We were going to do something else. What a great um, attitude. So well, we've had so many occasions like that where we had planned a certain thing and then because of weather or because something got canceled or we ended up doing the second thing that we never would have done had our plans made it through and it ended up being amazing. Yeah. So you kind of have to just go with the flow and take every opportunity as it comes. And we both work very well with that. So it's, uh, it's, this was just another one of those occasions. Amazing. Why should everyone right now add Costa Rica to their bucket lists? Oh God, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> part, part of me says they shouldn't because I don't want more people there. <laughs> but um, Costa Rica, it, it's a beautiful country. Um, the locals are, are incredible. They're so friendly, so easygoing. Um, you know, they're, they're saying, which I'm not going to try and pronounce it because my, my Spanish is, thank you, um, <laughs> which is live life. And, and they do. Um, the food is, is incredible. It's just, there's beaches, there's greenery, there's animals, there's, yeah. And just the country them, itself is, um, they're very eco-friendly. They, they know um, the resources that they have. They try very hard to protect um, all of the rainforests and all of their land. There's, I think it has per capita the most protected areas than any other country in South America or the world. I'm, I'm not too sure about that, um, but it, it's, it's one of the top. Um, and just the way that they run as a people, you know, they have free education, they have free healthcare, they don't have an army, um, they you know, they don't have welfare or the like um, in their countries. If somebody is down on their luck, they can do work around their communities and the government will pay them for that. Amazing. So they have, it's, they, it's just a certain lifestyle and there's very much a community feeling no matter where you go, mm -hmm. that everybody kind of bands together. And we saw a lot of that this last trip as well, um, because obviously they were hit hard. Tourism is a huge part of their, yeah. of their, um, economy. Absolutely. So, um, not having that influx of funds coming in from tourism was difficult, I'm mm -hmm. sure, but you could see it. They were very happy to see tourists again, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. but them helping each other out. And we were in this, I remember we were in this one restaurant and, um, we could see locals that, you know, they're trying to make an extra buck. And what they would do is they would bake, uh, pastries or cakes or whatever it may be. And then they would go around not only to individuals, but to restaurants to sell them to them so that they could either have them themselves or sell them to back to patrons. Yeah. And so everybody pivoted uh, a different way to, you know, make ends meet and yeah. everybody kind of helped each other out. And it's just, that's the feeling you get there. It's a, this beautiful feeling. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, I mean, and we could talk about the landscape and the rainforest and the cloud forests and mm -hmm. the crazy animals that they have there. It's amazing. Right. <laughs> right. Um, 
But yeah, so Amazing. yes, and, everybody should and, go there, but don't go all at once. And <laughs> And their coffee is amazing. Oh, coffee! Yeah, we, we've 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 been importing coffee from Costa Rica for eight years. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's serious. Yeah. When you find something you like. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what remains at the top of your bucket list that you've yet to check off? <sighs> wow. That's hard. Um. <laughs> I think we have to say Africa because that was, that was the plan for 2020. It's this weird feeling um, because it's almost like we're, we're, we, we've been referring to it as a bit of an albatross because mm-hmm. we planned to go and we have this amazing trip planned, but couldn't get to do it. And now it's have to, we had to rejig that plan so many times. We're hoping next year we're going. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. What else would you say? Egypt, Jordan, Egypt, Israel. Yeah. So it's a yeah. long list. Is what it's yeah. a long list. You know, Australia. <laughs> Australia is, is, you know, maybe in five years. Like we kind of have things penciled in. I love that. Um, you know, Easter Island. Uh-huh. Uh, like, True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't know it was going to be such a Sophie's <laughs> Choice situation. Oh, God, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and. One of the things with having so many places we want to visit, we do the same thing. We, hey, I really want to go here. We start planning it. But if something in the world or in their local area prevents that, we then pivot. And we go, okay, we put that another time and we move this one over here sooner. Yeah. Um, And so we're like, okay, eventually, yeah, we'll do that. I love that. Roll with the punches. Yep. Got to do it. Deborah, Jack, this has been amazing. Before I let you go, can you remind us where we can connect with you on social media? And if anybody is interested in purchasing your book, how can they do that? Um, you can, the best place would be on our website, which is um, make them all trips of a lifetime, all one word.com. Uh, you can get the book there as well as see the galleries. Uh, but we're also on Twitter, which is um, them trips on Twitter, we're on Instagram and um, Pinterest, uh, which is again make them all trips of a lifetime. Same with Facebook. Um, that would probably be the best places. Great, and I will link all of those in the show notes, so in case anybody wants to find you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for this. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to show your support is to rate or review us on whatever platform you're listening. And if this episode left you feeling like you just had to be there, reach out to Kelly to start planning an adventure of your own. Don't forget to follow us at HadToBeThere203 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit our website, www.HadToBeThere.net. Until next time, get out there and make your own had to be there memories.